0: Hey, welcome to Younger and Older. This is Jason and Dave hanging out at the studios of relate365.com in the beautiful Northwoods of Wisconsin on the campus of Silver Trench and Nicolay Bible Institute where we just love to hang out, talk, enjoy the scenery and talk. We do. Talk. And we
1: ran out of time last time we were talking about we were, time.
0: We ran out of time talking about time and how to manage your time. I
1: find that ironic. That Always. we would run out of time talking about managing time so you don't run out of time. Say that five times fast. Yeah. And anybody who listens to us, I just lost all credibility because we ran out of time when we were talking about time. So I don't know how to manage time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and you have no clue what we're talking about. Know, Head over and I listen know. to the previous podcast yeah, that, you, you on Relate365.com to. Yeah. to understand why we're talking about time.
1: We are. But here's what I do want to do. Uh, Jeremiah 29 11 says, for I know the plans I have for you. I, I love to pause there. Because God is saying, I know the plans I have for you. Mm-hmm. That's a personal statement. I know the plan, I know it's going to Jeremiah, but you know you can assimilate that God doesn't make mistakes and he's got a plan for you. For I know the plan I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. God knows the plans he has for every single one of us. And there are instances in our lives mm-hmm. where he has implemented learning curves for us. There are times where it seems like things are put on pause yeah. and there are times where we're just learning and changing and growing tremendous amounts. Um, since God has a plan and he wants us to get somewhere, I think one of Satan's tactics is to try and not get us to go the opposite but just not allow us to get where we're supposed to get. Yeah, And that's really his plan. Lure us somehow away from what is Meant for us by giving us alternatives that aren't bad, uh, like maybe you you like watching football games. Yeah. Okay. Nothing wrong with watching football games, but did you ever count up how many hours you could watch football games? Mm-hmm. This this Sunday is a Super Bowl Sunday, so you Super know when Bowl. we're recording this podcast. This Sunday, this is on a Thursday now, and Sunday's Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah. I just saw that the TV coverage of Super Bowl the pregame starts at twelve thirty in the afternoon. Are you serious? The game starts at five thirty.
0: Wow. wow! Five hours of pre coverage.
1: How many hours are people going to watch television? Wow! And now, and everyone might say, Dave, this is a Super Bowl. Get off our back. We got five hours of chips. Well, I,
0: I'm just curious. Like, what what do you talk about for five hours?
1: Well, I could do that broadcast. I could do that. <laughs> you, you don't want to hear it, but I I, I could do it because. You know, I, I like football. I've watched those things in the past, and they're all the same after a while. It's, Maybe
0: that's something we should try sometime. Yeah,
1: is yeah the the
0: relate three sixty five pregame pop pro- that's right pregame podcast, and we'll yeah. see how it goes.
1: Yeah, that would be very. You'll hear a whole lot
0: of Dave, and not a whole lot of no. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what you do,
1: but you know, I mean, it's it's that many hours where you're going to look at something, and they're going to talk about something that hasn't happened yet. They're going to talk about the past. They're going to, you know, again, there's nothing evil, yeah, about that. And, and people might say, well, "We do that relationally. we sit, you know what most of the time you just sit there and there's no interaction. you eat too much, you don't do enough activity. What's the upside of this? Mm-hmm. you know i I'm not against watching the game, right I'm just saying there's there's things that I think Satan gets into our lives once in a while, and he and he puts things in front of us that are totally acceptable, like watching the Super Bowl, and in the process. Gets us to miss what we're supposed to be doing. Yeah. Um, Now, if anyone thinks, oh, he's just anti. I'm not. I'm saying there's, it could be anything. So pick some other event, pick some other program that you watch or whatever it might be. There's some people who can set their watch by, this program's on, I need to get over there and watch it. That's right. Like Bob Ross painting. Yeah, yeah, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Come on. That was a a reach into your generation.
0: I don't even know. Yeah, sorry. He's the guy with the fro that paints. They no, used to be on PBS. Yeah. No, I'm not. No? Okay, sorry. Whatever. Maybe my generation knows that more. Mr. than Mr. Rogers.
1: Generation. Okay, there, Mr. Rogers. Mr. Rogers. Let's go back a little further.
0: I was trying to be facetious with it, just turning on a channel, and watching somebody paint.
1: There you go. Well, that would be fun too, I guess. Anyways. But here, here, last time we said you should log your time. Now, I want to talk about how do how do you plan your time so that you're not totally insane? Because if I would get up and try and plan every minute of my of my day. Yeah. And and make sure it was productive. How do I do that? And should I do that?
0: I, I think you do it to, to an extent. I think I think you should go into a day knowing what the day's gonna bring and have certain goals. And then with those goals, that's how you assess the value to the time that you spend. And okay. it doesn't have to be exact. You know, but like say today it's like, all right, I, I woke up knowing I'm gonna have to record some shows with Dave. Right. And then we have winter jam this weekend, which is, right. you know, so I know I got to do that. And then after work, I know it's like, all right, I only have so much time with my boys before they go to sleep. So I want to make sure I do something special with them. Okay. And so in order to do those goals, then I need to make sure that I assess my time appropriately.
1: Okay. You know, I, I would suggest that what you do is, is kind of along the lines of what Jason was saying. You, you sit down and say there are some goals, no matter what happens, these goals need to be achieved. So today, regardless of what happens, because I don't know, like Kobe Bryant didn't know his his helicopter was going down that day. Right, right. We didn't know the day the storm hit us that that storm was going to hit us that day. I mean, no idea. So we don't really know the future, so we don't really know what today is going to bring. Absolutely. So some people don't plan because of that. You know what I mean? It's like, since I really don't know, I'll just... Not plan. Fly by the seat of my pants. That's right. I'll let everyone else plan for me. So my boss says I need to be at 9, I'll be at 9. He says I'm off at 5, I get off at 5. Yeah, I mean? Right. And that's how they plan their day pretty much. And that's why there's no plans because they think everybody else is planning their day for them. Right. And they don't want to take control anyway. Yeah. So what's interesting though is you you look at that and say, okay, here for me today, this morning as I prayed and I thought, I started my day, got up at a certain time and I thought, you know, God, I don't know exactly what's going to happen today. Here's what I think. Right. I'm going to meet with a young guy. We're going to do these programs. Uh, We have a staff meeting. I'm I'm going to teach class this afternoon at the Nicolay Bible Institute. I'm going to mentor a guy and I'm going to be home by supper. That's what I think my day is going to look like. Right. Today. Then tonight. Okay. I have to realize we, we did several podcasts. I met with two people individually and taught, I'm going to be tired tonight. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to need to maybe go out cross country skiing right when I get home to get some energy or something. So I'm, Plan to cross country ski before it gets too dark, uh, stuff like that. So the day is somewhat planned out. Yeah. Uh, That is, unless God does something that I'm not aware of. Yeah. Because here's what I start the day doing I say, God, that's my plan today. Right. However, regardless of what happens today, Mm -hmm. here's what the goal is I want to show people who you are today. And if I get to do it in all those venues, fine. But it could be that I have a heart attack by. Eleven o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. it could be that I'm fine at eleven o'clock and doing podcasts you know what I mean, but God, whatever it is today because I don't know the future and that's where they think the faith comes in mm-hmm. and but the goal has to be there and it has to be stated uh, whenever I speak, I usually tell people you know I like starting off today saying God you're God, I'm Dave. yeah okay that's a that's almost a goal for me it's like today God, I want to make sure you're displayed as God and I'm displayed as Dave mm-hmm so that's a goal. Now, again, no time to it yet. But my goals are timeless at this point. Yes. But they're stated. Yes. So I'm not going to get frustrated when the day switches, mm-hmm. because how many days switch? You know, we we didn't expect that phone call. We didn't expect.
0: Right, and I think it's good to have that margin in your life to be able to flex. Yep. You know, because I think there is a there could be an issue where you overplan your time. Oh, absolutely. You know, and that takes away some of the relational side that you need, you know, because um, I've come across people. It's like, oh, let's hang out. It's like, oh, yeah, that's great. How does um, next month, uh, like the Thursday work? Right. I'm like, seriously, like, you don't you don't have time to like just. So what you're telling me is that you're completely booked between now and five weeks from now. Yep. You know, and that's, what is that, you know, then it's like, all right, wow, they really value. Yeah, that's it.
1: the last time you try and get together with them.
0: Right, and it makes it difficult. So I, th- I think there's a balance, Yeah. you know, and I think that, yes, be intentional and have time, but then you, I think you always need to have that margin for the way that God wants you to, yep. you know, respond in a certain day.
1: Well, the young guys I mentor, I, I have them do an exercise because I know that unplanned time always goes to your weakness. Hmm. So so what I try and have them do is, is write down either right before they go to bed or right when they get up in the morning, what do I want to accomplish this day? No time's next to it, just here's the list of what I need to accomplish this yeah. day. What you find is when you do that, you're productive. Right. Because you know what you need to do that day. Mm-hmm. So today, my list would look like, you know, meet with this guy first, programs, staff meeting, yeah, I would have those things listed. Yeah, I know the time frames because some of those don't depend on whether I'm. I mean classes right. from one to three. Right, classes, class. regardless. Right, I, you know, unless you L- go long. Lunch is during the meeting. you know, I'm, uh, a meeting is during lunch, so right. it's during that time. So, some of the times already set for me, so I just know that. Yeah. But I I don't have the list where I say, I'll ski from four o'clock till four forty-five. Yeah, I I right. don't have that. Right. I just say ski.
0: Right or even you know you just listed out earlier like what you're going to do until dinnertime right you didn't say anything after dinnertime
1: right right and you know. and the reason I didn't is cuz I pref pre- uh, prefaced it i'm going to be exhausted right. right after dinner i want to see if i just need to take a nap i'm right. 63 and i do get tired and i have narcolepsy no. so you put those things <laughs> you put those things together and it might be where yeah most likely what's going to happen i always have a goal of reading yeah and that's usually if i'm awake enough that's what i'll do i'll, I'll read I'll, i always build a fire so i know i'm right. going to do that and i right. sit by the fireplace and either read and if i have time i do like watching jeopardy and wheel uh, of yeah. fortune so which is
0: which is totally great you know and i think and i think the reason i pointed that out is cuz i think a lot of us you know whether we work go to school like we're pretty good at doing the givens right it's when we have that extra time we think oh i'll just you know let it go and see what happens well when you let it go you still value things and you still f- fill it with things and so you just need to be aware of that and you, it's okay yeah. just to let it go and, and go you know if you're feeling too tired it's like well if i know if i'm going to read a book right now i'm going to fall asleep it's like that's totally fine yeah you know
1: well the other thing is you need to know you need to know the ups and downs uh, in your own life right the emotional ups and downs yeah because they're there uh, for example a pastor yeah Sunday usually for a pastor is an emotionally high day. They, they work hard, mm-hmm. they preach from their heart, they love the people, there's problems they have to deal with. Mondays, we used to call them down days. Yeah. If you look and you watch a pastor or somebody ministry, the down day is when they get in trouble. Yeah. They do. They, all of a sudden, the adrenaline shuts off. Yeah. They they have no plans for it, they're just saying, I need to blob, I, have, I need to, no plans, nothing. Mm-hmm. That is when people slide into some trouble normally. Right. Uh, l- my wife will often talk to me about, okay, you know, you've just been real busy all summer. You're going to have a down day right now. You've just been busy speaking this weekend. You've been gone, you know, doing this, 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 this. You're going to struggle on this day. Yeah. She knows it because your, your, your adrenaline shuts down. Right. Now, what's really important is that you realize that happens. Mm-hmm. My dad used to always work on Mondays. Mm-hmm. Why? Because it was his down day. Yeah. Go, sit at the desk. Right. What happens is eventually gets back on track. You have all these meaningless things you need to do. Open letters, I mean, you know, all this stuff that you could do without a bunch of energy. That's the old school way of answering emails. That's right. Just answering to clarify for those yep. young people listening, whatever it might be. <laughs> but I mean, there's always things that you say, okay, and eventually by noon you're back into the into the routine. Yeah. And and so you need to understand how you respond to things, and you need to understand that if you're going to have a a really e- emotionally charged or energetic time, there's going to be a downtime when you're done. Yeah. Because as high as you get on something, you're going to get low recognize it and plan that's the point right. plan for it i would never want to give my family my downtime mm-hmm. if if i if it's caused because of my my ministry my work i am going to go give my work my ministry that downtime right because that's and what's causing it. it's right. right i'm going to work through it yeah. over there and then try and get to where when i'm home i don't have that right and and I think again, that's studying kind of who you are and trying to figure it out,
0: right? And I think that that idea goes against the way that we, as an American culture, function. Oh yeah, you know, because I th- I think we tend to overwork, I think we tend to overcommit, and so then when we do come home and have those relational times, it's the downtimes, the leftovers, right? And that's where a lot of struggles happen, right?
1: You know, I think if you're coming home and you're absolutely exhausted every day and you're absolutely drained, look for another job. Yeah. Uh, the work in life is not just about making money. Right. It's it As you work, you'll find there are areas that energize you, and those are the areas you need to keep moving towards and have the courage to keep moving towards them. Mm-hmm. Because if you're going to be drained all the time, then perhaps you were never wired for that in right. the first place. Mm-hmm. You know, for example, if I were an accountant and doing business stuff, I would just, yeah, I'd be jumping off bridges. I I, I just can't handle that kind of thing. You know, I mean, I would never go into that right. for very long. I mean, I can I can read a spreadsheet. I could put numbers somewhere. You're not good at numbers, Dave. No, I'm not. <laughs> but I could do it. I could fake it for, but, but I, would be, <laughs> I would be so glass-eyed after a while, oh, yeah. and it's like, you know what? Can I just go teach something? yeah so eventually you get into the areas and and now, because you know I said you know I'll choose to read at home one one of the the people I respect greatly said this once they they were talking at a seminar, and I was taking down notes from them because I thought I, this person is brilliant, the way they communicate is brilliant. I want to know their secrets and And the guy just basically said, I'll tell you my secret. I don't go to bed any day until I've read one hundred pages. Wow, I read one hundred pages a day, regardless year round. And uh, and I thought, ooh, maybe I'll be the half the man he is and read 50. You know I mean? Sure. It, one of those things. Like, that's that's interesting. Wow. And then I met a guy, one of the guys, who actually won one of these seasons of uh, Biggest Loser. Oh, okay. He was up here at camp and just uh, speaking to the kids and stuff. And one of the things he stressed was, you have a daily goal. Don't go to bed until you meet it. Yeah. As far as him burning calories. Sure. He had a daily goal. He had to burn this many calories a day, hmm. and he had to, of course, because he was on Biggest Loser. He had uh, he had all these things wired to him that he could tell you how many calories he burned that day. Sure. And what happened is he had friends call him up uh, about ten o'clock at night and say, "How you doing on the calorie burn?" He go, "I'm still a hundred short." And his friends would actually come over and say, "Let's go for a walk."
0: Wow. Why
1: wow, you're a hundred short? You can't go to bed. Hmm. All right. Time management. Yeah. You know, you know you're going to need to do it. You probably need some people in your life to help you get there. It's probably not something you're going to feel like doing all the time. But you need to be productive. Another thing is we're talking about time. One of the things is, again, general rules that help you be specific. Yeah. One of my general rules is, um, and you know you've been in my office, I have little glass plaques that have no regrets on them. Yeah. One of the, the things that I really want in life is to have no regrets the day I close my eyes on this earth. I want to have no regrets. Yeah, no regrets when I think of my wife. No regrets when I think of my children. No regrets when I think of the ministry here at Silverbridge Ranch. I, I don't want regrets. Yeah. So, what I do when if I'm planning my time, I'm thinking, all right, the things that can fill my day. Yeah. Will I have regrets about this, or no regrets about this? Mm-hmm. So to just. If I were to watch five hours of a pregame of the NFL, Mm -hmm. that does not benefit me. I would I would regret that. Yeah. If I eat four bags of potato chips, I would regret that. Yeah. I wanna have no regrets, so that's just that's my decision making process. Yeah. It's not, again, that potato chips are evil and anything else. It's not that watching the pregame is evil. I want to have no regrets. So now I'm managing my time, and I'm asking myself a question. Is this something that will promote this plan that God has for me, or is this something that will detract from it? Hmm. Or is this something that's neutral, and it won't do anything? Right. And then I just have to deal with, okay, what am I going to actually do? Yeah. Um, But if I plan the night before, if I do that, or the morning of – I'm far more productive. If you were to come by my house very early in the morning, my wife would have on the counter a list of what she's going to accomplish the next day. Mm. Every day. Wow. And she is one of the most productive, crazy productive people I know. Yeah. There's no times next to it. It just says, these are the things. Yeah. She's so funny about wanting to check them off that if she does something that's not on the list, she'll write it so she can check it off.
0: Really? Oh, yeah. That's funny.
1: She likes checking them off. Yeah. You know, it's like, boom, done. Mm-hmm. But she doesn't like it if it wasn't on the list. Yeah. So, so if you're one of those like her, just write it down after you do it so you can check it off. <laughs> That's right. You know, I mean, there are no legalistic rules here. Right. It's, it's like you're trying to be productive with your
0: time. Right. There's different methods for different people that work. Yeah. Absolutely. You know,
1: the other thing is, I, a, a, a very successful business guy shared with me once. He said, Do you have a calendar? Of course, everyone has one. Right. If you want one on your phone or whatever wherever else, right? He said, Well, here's what you do. Let's say, so t- you said tonight, you've got a busy day today, mm-hmm. and you want to spend some time with your boys tonight. Yep. Right. So, so what he would tell you to do is actually write it on the calendar, mm-hmm. in your calendar. So, somebody comes to you and says, Hey, six o'clock, you want to play animal ball? Here's what you do pull out your calendar. Yeah. Say, Oh, man. Yeah, you know, maybe tomorrow. When's the next game? Because I'm, I'm tonight. I'm booked. Yep. And and what he said is, don't ever tell them what you're booked at doing. Yeah. Because what happens is they're judgmental. Right. That's not for them to do. Right. What you're doing is being intentional about your time, and you just pull out your calendar and say, you know what, I'm already booked. Right. The minute somebody says, what are you doing? They're asking you because they're going to judge whether that's more important than what they challenged you with. Right. So don't tell them. Yeah, it's valid that you want to spend time with your sons. Mm-hmm. Valid enough where you put it in your calendar. Right. It's valid that you want to spend time with your wife. Put it in your calendar. Now, all of a sudden, you get known as a guy that checks his calendar, mm-hmm. just for what what it is. Now, uh, you said earlier, you know, a guy that does that and says, "I can't meet with you for three weeks." Okay, fine. the The problem with that, obviously, is if you're going to always never have any room, right, for anybody. That's the word that gets out.
0: Then, yeah, Well, and then it's gone the other direction.
1: Yeah, so you can't plan right. yourself that tight. Right. You, anything that's on the calendar, you, you need to, to realize that real life can interrupt it. Right. And you're gonna have to adjust according to the real life situation. Yeah.
0: That was one thing that I enjoyed. I lived in Northern Ireland for a few years, working with young people over there, and the, and the culture was a little bit more laid back in the sense, and this is one aspect of their culture that I loved is, It was a normal thing just to drop by somebody's house for a cup of tea. Okay, you know, and there was no no expectations. You know, I mean, sure, you just drop what you were doing and and chit chat, but it's not like, you know, it was a bad thing because you just learned to adapt to it. Why? Because they valued relationships. Yeah, you know, more than whatever the task that was at hand. You know, and sure, there were times where it's like, oh, this isn't gonna work. But the the fact that people felt comfortable to be like, oh, let me call in, you know, and just swing by without notice, like people, that was just part of the culture, and I I loved it. Yeah. Because you know it valued the relational side of things.
1: Plus, you got to give people credit. If you stop by at my house for a cup of tea, and I'm out painting, yeah, not a good time, right? You know, totally. I, I'll give you some credit. Stop by and right. go ahead and stop by, but
0: or if you stop by, pick up a brush and help me out, and then we'll have a cup yeah. of tea.
1: Or yeah. you know, I, I think we have to give people uh, credit for uh, using their mind, right? You know, I mean, if if somebody does stop by and they're in the middle of something, it's, it you know when to say okay you're busy doing something so right. i'll come back some other time yeah uh, america doesn't do that though we never have no i mean in my lifetime to stop by somebody's house and just pop in right uh, that has that hasn't happened no you, you know growing up in chicago that certainly never happened you wouldn't answer your door for a stranger was or you'd look at him and wait for him to leave
0: right well i mean i still even uh, even i suppose it happened to an extent you know when i would go and play with my friends as a kid you know, I would more, I'd go knock on their door as opposed to call them on the phone.
1: Oh, yeah. You know. Well, we did too. We didn't do that. We went outside and said, yo, Billy. Right, right. You know, so. We'd scream.
0: So there was, I think there was an aspect to that. Yeah. You know, it's just a different context. Yeah. You know, where it's like, all right, let me go see. You know, there. I feel like we've we've shifted away from that, whereas now we're almost more scheduled than we were back then. It's like, oh, or you'd see somebody out and be like, oh, they're out. Let me go out. You know, sort of. So
1: why are we more scheduled? I don't know. Is there more to do? I don't
0: know if I don't know if we're more scheduled. I would say we're more introverted. Yeah. And, and, and I think is we're there more, more introverted to, because,
1: because of technology. Are are people pulling on us, trying to get us to do more?
0: Uh I think so.
1: Like advertisers and that kind of thing. I mean, when I think when we grew up, when I was young, summer camp was kind of a cool place and yeah. um and people went there. Yeah. Now, if you look at summer, if you're in sports or anything else, you, all these people are pulling. You got to go to this camp and that camp. You got to do this. Got to do that. Right. It's like, what happened? All these marketers get out there and realize we can make some money in the summer. We could do this. We need to make this, you know, mandatory for kids who're going to play volleyball or right. you know whatever it might be. I remember as a as a young man, my dad. See, I played football in high school, and uh, they wanted you back at a certain time, and. I talked it over with my dad and said, you know what? I don't want to go back at a certain time. I want to be at camp. I want to work there. And he said, well, tell him. Right. So I told my coach, and he goes, well, you know what? You, you you need to sacrifice. And I said, I'm not going to sacrifice for football. Right. It's not that important to me. Right. He said, all right. Well, you know, if you don't come to the two weeks of practice, uh, if you skip those, you're not going to start. I said, okay.
0: Right. And I think what you're just talking about, I think, might be a sore subject. And maybe we could, I know we've talked about it way in the past, but I think it could be another episode where we talk about the role of priorities when it comes to even, how do you put one thing over the other? Right. You know, because I I see it all the time, being the program director, you know, I see see people that go, in my opinion, way too far when it comes to prioritizing sports or extracurricular activities over things that would value a young person more than that. Yeah. You know, I mean, even going into Winter Jam. You know, I, I, there's a group that's coming that's half the size it was last year because there's a wrestling tournament. Yep. And if, as a parent, I'm thinking, would I rather have my son go to a youth weekend where they'll be challenged to live for God or go to a wrestling event? Yeah. You know, I, I, but like I said, that's a whole nother discussion. It, it is, up, but,
1: but you know, the, again, it's a time management thing. There's totally. only so much time it's in life. It's a
0: time management thing and a, a value
1: thing. Right, So, so your priorities are, I'm not going to do both of these things. And I also realized something. I realized that this coach, if I'm good enough, I'll play right. If I'm not, I won't
0: absolutely, and I think that's true i think I still think that's true today,
1: yeah, so if I skipped and did what I thought was most important, in fact, I had one of the coaches in life, our swimming coach, that actually became a believer in the time we were there, and he knew there were three nights a week where we had to leave early, and yeah. he would blow a whistle and tell us to go hmm. and it, you know what he told us in time was, you know what it's really neat to see somebody who has priorities in life mm-hmm. who who says this is important to me and I'm willing to do this regardless of what the rest of the world does. He right. liked it, yeah, he thought that made us better men right and i I can't help but think you know would he have ever come to Christ would he have ever become a believer? If we just blended in and said yes, swimming is the most important thing in life, and we can't miss it, mm-hmm. because we didn't say that. Right. In fact, in each case, it was like, "We'll just leave if you don't let us." Mm-hmm. You know, if you don't want us on the team, that's your prerogative. You're the coach.
0: Right. And and that was with the foundation of saying of your parents teaching you like this isn't the end of the world. Right. And the unfortunate thing is nowadays young people growing up thinking like if I don't do this, you're right. It is the end of the world, yep. and I think that falls to the parents.
1: Absolutely, you know. And if
0: you're one of those parents that are like <laughs> you reaching out, you know, feeling uncomfortable, you know, I, that's something to challenge. I would say. Yeah,
1: well, I think we should have a, a, a podcast pretty soon on sports and values and and yeah. importance of of scheduling time and and the importance of allowing children to be children.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I feel like we, we just ramp up the conversation r- just in time to run out of time. <laughs> and here we've done it again. The to manage our time. The, the, iron, the irony of it all. That's but right. I suppose that's the nature of podcasts. But we thank you guys for joining us. If you um, heard something that you want to listen to or just check out some of our other podcasts, I encourage you to head over to the relate365.com uh, where we have all of these and, and plenty of others. Or go to your favorite fo- podcasting website and subscribe. That way you know when we um, drop out a new one and you can stay tuned with that. But from Jason and Dave here on Younger Older, we want to thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. Take care.
1: Bye bye.